You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Live Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. Don't give up hope. It's the title of this devotion. I'm not just talking about give up hope, you're going to make it financially, give up hope, you're going to get through your relationship issues. Yes, amen. Put all your expectation on God to help you, to provide for you, to see you through without question. And that is a living reality that, that I would like to mention a little bit later in this devotion. But today, I'm not talking about that kind of hope. I'm talking about the hope that God Himself gives us through or in His Son, Jesus. You see, through Jesus, you receive inwardly this divine expectation of the future to which you are predestined, that you're a part of, to the calling of the upward call of God in Christ, as Paul would call it in Philippians 3, that you have this or is it chapter 2, that you have this inward expectation of your future that is eternal, that is phenomenal. And here in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, it says, Blessed be God, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ our Lord. Begotten us means He's brought us forth through the resurrection of Jesus. He's brought us into a living hope. <clears throat> Colossians says it in a way that I think in some ways is maybe even easier to grasp where he says here in Colossians chapter 1, verse 27, to them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Did you know that? That Jesus, living in you by his Holy Spirit, is that fountain that will never run dry, never runs dry, but springs up with this joyful expectation into an eternal hope, eternal future. Remember when Jesus was speaking to the woman at the well who had suffered such horrific, painful disappointments in her life that she had suffered five divorces and was now living with somebody who wasn't her husband. And the Lord knew her pain and her suffering and spoke to her. And he said to her, if you would drink of the water of the spirit of life that I give you, it would become in you a fountain that will spring up into eternal life. You see, this life of the Son in us is resurrection life. And there are some most powerful thoughts that the Lord would like you to think about this. This body is like a body of death. It is as dead 
as the barrenness of Sarah's womb, Abraham and Sarah. Sarah's womb was dead in its nature and now at 91 years old, dead by the very age that she was as good as a dead woman at that age. And yet, out of that dead womb, by the Spirit of God, came forth Isaac, the son of promise. And that word means laughter, Isaac. In other words, joy unspeakable, as Peter would call it here in 1 Peter, joy unspeakable and full of glory. God wants you and me to have this kind of living hope, strong in us like an anchor, as he would call it here in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 17. Look at it. Listen, God willed to make known. He wanted to help us by faith grasp a hold of this hope so much so that he made an extra effort to give more and more and more certainty. Yes, so it says here in verse 17, and God determined, listen closely, of Hebrews 6, to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise the immutability That word is not used as common today. It means the unchangeableness of his counsel confirmed his counsel, his promise by an oath. So God made the promise in your seed, all the people of the earth shall be blessed. And then he added an oath to that promise that by these two unchangeable things, we would have this encouragement. The promise and the oath are unchangeable. So it says, so that by two immutable, unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have strong consolation, comfort, who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. This hope we have as an anchor for the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence behind the veil, where the forerunner has entered for us, even Jesus, having become high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. We have this hope, Jesus, is our living hope, living in us like a fountain, continuously springing up in this body of death with this sense of eternal life, with this sense that we belong to the inheritance of the saints in the light, with this sense that we are heirs of this life together with Christ. Oh, my friends, the more you begin to think about these things and look up the scriptures about these things, and especially in the book of Romans, 
you just want to praise him and praise him and praise him. Oh, glory to God in the highest that I'm in that number. I am counted as one of the saints of heaven and my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Blessed be the name of Jesus who's washed away my sins in his blood and made me an heir together with him of the life he has with the Father in heaven that he now gives, maintains and perfection me by his Holy Spirit as a down payment of that which is to come when he appears. Oh, glory, glory, glory to God. Look at Hebrews chapter 3, verse 6. Now, um, yeah, Hebrews chapter 3, verse 6. Listen to this. But Christ, as a son over his own house, which I'm going to talk about later this week, whose house we are, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm to the end. You know, people ask sometimes, what do I have to do, Pastor, to know the Lord with me and in me more consistently? Keep looking to Jesus. Don't give up hope in Him and hope through Him. Keep looking to Jesus. And every time that life will again manifest afresh and anew in you. I love what the Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. He said, every time I began to speak about Jesus, God anointed me with his Holy Spirit. Therefore, you received me. The apostle understood what was the doorway to this life of fellowship with the Father. Jesus is the door. Read John 10. Jesus is the way. Read John 14, 6. Jesus is our life. Read Colossians 3 verse 4. Oh, my dear friends, we are that body of his life. It is no different, and this is important what I'm going to show you now from Romans chapter 4, as the lesson that we receive here from the Apostle Paul in Romans 4, starting at verse 17. And he's using Abraham and Sarah in their barrenness Barrenness means you do not have the ability within yourself to produce the fruit. The body is dead because of sin, the Bible says. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. Chapter 8, verse 10 says here in, in uh, Romans. Chapter 8, verse 10 says the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. We are made alive in our spirit with Christ because of His righteousness. He is declared to be the Son of God by the Spirit of holiness through the resurrection of the dead and the righteousness by which He is now seated at the Father's right hand on that throne of grace. He imparts to us this life into this body of death. And this is so important for your faith. Why? Because of your natural nature, you could lose hope and go, oh, I'll never change. Oh, I just feel so down. I feel so low. I feel so heavy. I feel so discouraged. I feel so weak. I feel I'm failing again with the same failures. Oh, woe is me. Woe is me. 
And you could have that mindset of the flesh if you let you. Or you can have, according to Romans 8, the mindset of the Spirit, say, even though I'm dead in sin, I'm alive with Christ by His power within, and He'll never, ever fail me to give me His life. This is the anchor for my soul that gives me hope. Jesus Himself is my life. I will not act like He's not real to me, and I will not act like He's not faithful to me after all He's done for me. I will hold fast in faith and I know he will revive me again by his spirit and power. That's the spirit of faith that pleases God. And here in Romans chapter 4, starting at verse 17, he talks about this by using Abraham and Sarah as an example. He says, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls things which do not exist as though they did. So Abraham, according to what God had spoken, had faith that what God had promised he was able to perform. Now God, listen, Abraham, who contrary to hope, in other words, his natural nature and Sarah's nature were completely hopeless. In hope, believed so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken so shall your descendants be listen now verse 19 Abraham not being weak in faith he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith by giving God the glory and being fully convinced that what he had promised he was able to perform. Therefore, it was accounted to him for righteousness. You see, this spirit of righteousness, peace and joy that we now receive through Jesus Christ, friends, is a spirit of hope in us that despite that we are earthly, hopeless in our human nature, We cannot produce anything good in ourselves, yet we are partakers of the divine nature and escape the corruption that is in this flesh by partaking of that divine nature and live to the praise and the glory of God, our loving Heavenly Father, who never fails to give us His life, who imparts to us by His Spirit such hope. (laughs) Such hope that even at moments, Listen closely, friends. When you are so broken because you were so human, so human. Oh, Pastor Robert, I don't know what to do. I can't bear these highs and these lows. Oh, I have these times. I'm so caught up with the Lord. I feel holy, heavenly, and glorious. But then again, I can feel so low so heavy, so weak and powerless and have behavior sometimes that I say, Lord, how can you love me when I'm like this? I know this, friends, but I want to encourage you today. Our loving Savior, Jesus, demonstrated the Heavenly Father's love for us while we were yet sinners by dying for us. If he did so much for us as sinners by dying for us, how much more now, now that we have become children of God, will he do for us through his life? No, my dear friends, nobody and nothing 
will be able to separate you and me from the Father's love that we now have through Jesus, who consistently and constantly keeps reviving us again, so that we now know by faith the life I live in this body, this body of death, this life is not my own. It's the life of the Son of God in me who loved me and gave himself for me, Galatians 2.20. So let me close with you here in Romans 15, verse 13. May the God of hope, God is the one who's given you hope and he will strengthen it in you so no matter how weak you feel, how powerless you are, how human, by faith you say, Father, I know you love me, I trust you. I will not act like you're not here for me and I will not act like you've not done anything for me. I will trust you in my weakness. I will trust you in my shortcomings. I will trust you and you, I will trust and believe alone, Father. May the God of hope (laughs) fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I truly believe And I'm enjoying this, that despite your weak human nature, you will have such incredible hope as an anchor for your soul, as it says there in Hebrews 6, 17, 18, that holds you in. (laughs) And when people look at you and say, how can you still think and believe you're a Christian when you have such human weaknesses? And you say, you see, that is the wonder of Christianity. It's based on Jesus who never fails to love us and give himself for us and in us by his spirit. My faith is not in my ability to perform, but in his ability to keep me and present me without fault in the presence of his glory. Read that in Jude verse 24. Amen. Have a good day.